0: Pastor Vince Fenson's going to bring the word. What a great man. What a great couple. Minister Ava. I've known you all for a a pretty good piece of time. And uh, a man, a couple that is uh, so gifted, so anointed. And uh, one of the the deepest, widest gifts of mercy I know on anybody. If if you need mercy, you want to talk to Pastor Vince. You don't want to talk to me. I'll try. he's, He's a deep, he's a deep pool of mercy and grace and uh, we so love our own pastor vince vinson he helps to head up the connect department you might have seen him at your house knocking to to pray for you or seen him in the hospital he's a great man of god and minister ava as well and a beautiful family put your hands together for him, bunch you Go ahead and give God some praise. Hallelujah in this place. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Worthy God. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Bless God. Now I'm going to tell you one of the one of the greatest fights that I ever had in my life. I remember the first time that I really got, got into a fight. You know, I had a great-grandmother that, that taught me to hate people was absolutely, positively wrong. And she said, she had a special name for me, I ain't gonna tell you. But, <laughs> but she, said, she said, boy, don't you ever ever hate somebody she stuck that bony finger in my face and she said don't you ever hate people he said you may hate what they do but you never hate people yeah. okay and i was like i was ruined because you ever got in a fight with people that hate you it's like Dad, where all that violence come from i never could go there because my great grandmother josephine Chavez, and stuff instilled that into me that you don't hate people and so it's a problem when you live in a city that majors on hating people and beating people up. I just didn't have it in me, you know, because of her. I would just hear her voice. Don't do it, you know. So I was in the seventh grade. I was in the seventh grade history class in uh, what they call it, social studies. In the social studies class, and there was a girl. Today I, I would probably you know, nicely describe her as an Amazon. <laughs> she was as big or bigger than any man I'd ever met in my life. <laughs> and we were only in the seventh grade. I'm talking about full grown man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, you know the Machuism and guys, you know how tough we are, you know. And you know, not, you know, Annette was tough and everybody knew her and people steered around her and gave her wide berth because if you're a guy, you didn't want to test the fact whether you could beat a girl or not or get embarrassed by having a girl beat you. Okay, so there's, there's added kind of stuff to stay away from a girl who you know can fight. Yeah. And you know, and then she's got in the background, she's got three or four brothers who are what I would call infamous. They're well known, but they're not famous. They were very feared, okay? And knowing that even if you did beat her, you would still run the risk of getting beat up. And so Annette was always being tough. That's all she knew how to be. And we were in a classroom one day and uh, we had broken off into groups and got the horsing around and got to playing. You know, the teacher had to step out for a minute. And so, you know, Annette was over there. I forget what she was talking about, but it irked me. And, you know, and I, you know, I kind of like hollered at her across the room because I loved the tension. Okay. And so when I was like, hey, Annette, you know, and I, I probably hurled some insult at her, which was my habit to do. And, and, and I could tell she was getting upset. And um, through the course of events, she threw something at me. <laughs> right. And I was like, okay, you know. And I had this big old history book. And you know, we had woods floors in our, in our classroom, so I took that history book and I flung it in the air. Not even half trying to hit her. You know what I'm saying? I was just making the motion, you know? That book hit that wax floor. It slid across the room. I said, oh no. <laughs> and ever so gently touched the bottom of her foot as it slid barely touched her I never seen anybody explode out of desk that woman stood up boom desk went one way she stood up and all whatever she had was coming at me full force boom 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 okay I can't run so you know I had I backed up a few steps you know and then she grabbed me and um I was like ah! I had never been so afraid in my life. I mean, she grabbed me like this and she literally picked me up and slammed me on the floor. And she rolled over on top of me and began to hit me across the face with these claws. <laughs> I'm just like, whack. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> it was like, and you know, it's all happening in slow motion, man. I'm here, I'm getting whooped. Do you know? And then, something rose up inside of me and overrid my, my great-grandmother's teaching. And I said, oh no this ain't happening. (laughs) Uh, And I'm like, and I reached up and grabbed her by the neck and with just, with all the strength I had, rolled over on top of her. Surprised the snout out of me that that I had enough strength to do that from the position that I was in. And I rolled up on on, top, on top of her, and I was just waiting, on them hands flailing and stuff, and I was, as soon as I saw her opening, I said, that's it. Foo! The teacher who had entered the room, unbeknownst to me, saw me on top of this girl, and grabbed my hand as it was going down. I was like, what? And slammed me into the blackboard. And I ended up in the principal's office, yeah and we got three swats apiece. So you guys go to school, y'all complain about teachers. Yeah, 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 teacher don't understand me. Shoot. You ain't never been in the principal office and had three swats. I'm talking about number one almost killed me. Okay, number two, there was tears coming, Jack. If I didn't know number three was coming, I would have gave in and started crying, but. But number three revived me and I was like, oh, okay, all right. I I did my three swats and I went out there in the office and waited for us to be dismissed as I looked at Annette across the room with all the, overriding my grandmother's training. I'm going like, you toast. I'm thinking, you're dead. I said, another few seconds and I would've had you. So I'm going back and she's selling wolf tickets like crazy, like, you know. She says, how you how you feel, you know? Because I because I was slapping you so much, and I was like, and then and your and your hands was down and I, and, and, and all that kind. I thought I heard you squeal." Uh, I said, "Okay." So you know, I came to I came to school the next day, and I had had it up to here with Miss Miss Annette. You know, in that class, you had the same class. You stayed with people all day long. Different classes, same people. Oh, shoot. Man, and I had to listen to this, this woman all day. So I was like, okay, you asked for it. So I said, you know what? I've had it with you. And she was like, what? I said, I'm done with you. I said, get up. And she was like, what? I said, get up. I was like, <laughs> I mugged her right in her jaw. She got up, man, and we just went at it, Jack. But this time, it was a different guy. This is a guy here had been done wrong, you know, because I wasn't looking for no fight. I was just trying to have some fun, but now I was fighting, you know, and so, you know, I, I was tagging this girl left and right. No teachers, no nothing. Finally, students broke us up, you know, and she was dripping a little blood. I started worrying about our brothers, you know. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, well. We ended up in the in vice principal's office because somebody went and told him. And so three more swaps. (laughs) Then I got proud. Cause then you know, like I wouldn't leave her alone. They had that feel. You know. Fight number three, third round. In the principal's office, three swaps. Now, I'm sitting across from her in the principal's office. She's, she's um, looking at me, and I said, look, I'm done. I said, I quit. I said, from now on, me and you are going to be the best of friends. And she was like, okay. I was, yeah, that was cool. I was, from that day on, in seventh grade, I was untouchable. Because if anybody even looked at me funny, Annette would rise up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Woo! that's the power of love <laughs> I had to pay a hard price for that but you know I, I started to learn how to fight now, now I know it's weird that my first major fight that I ever had in my life was against a girl <laughs> but, it, but it taught me a lot of stuff taught me to be humbled taught me to not pick fights taught me a whole bunch of stuff I'll never forget Now, don't think that principal's paddle didn't have nothing to do with that and I don't know why they took discipline out of school. Okay, but a school is not a pretty place to go now. Amen. You know, it, it's crazy and it's wild. And people are being hurt and people are being... Yeah, but I going to tell you this. The reason why I told you about that, that story is that this, is that you are a born-again Christian and you've got to learn how to fight. Yeah. You know, if you've been listening to the pastor the last few weeks, you know he's been very reserved. You know, and he was trying to be um, whatever you call that, um, not, not mean, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and try to get not in the flesh and, 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 and really, you know. But after you hear so many stories, you can imagine being a pastor and so many stories of his people getting beat up by, by the devil. After a while, you just get tired of that mess. Oh, and you get slapped so many times, you can't take it no more, and you start reaching for the throat. And said, this ain't going to happen no more. Man. You know, whether I want to or not, I'm fighting. Right. And this is the thing is, whether you want to or not, you're in a fight. That's good. You're in a war. And you've got to learn how to fight, whether you feel like it or not, whether, you know, whatever your grandmother taught you, whatever your people think, you've got to give all that up and look at the Bible because the Bible will teach you how to fight. It'll teach you how to bring a war on because you're in a war. And if you ain't participating in the fight, you're just getting beat up. Or maybe you're just fighting the wrong people, the wrong person, the wrong thing. The Bible will point you in the right direction and say, here the devil is over here. <laughs> this is the one you need to fight. It's not your wife, it's not your mama, it's not your daddy, it's not your neighbor across the road. It's the devil that you need to learn how to fight. We are in a war, we're in a time of war. We're trying to build a church on top of a hill. You think the principalities and powers are just gonna kick back and let us do that? You think they're just gonna bow down and say, They don't put the church on the hill, you know nobody will come, they're crazy. They know that the the people will come. They know that the valley, it's going to be encouraged. And people that didn't have faith before are going to have faith because we put a church where everybody can see it. It's not hidden back in a, in a neighborhood. Put a 70-foot cross up. God bless you, pastor. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know why? Because you put a 70-foot cross up on top of hill. What you're saying is, bring it. You know, whatever you got, bring it, because we here, and we are ready for war. We ain't ashamed, we ain't, we ain't tired, you know, we are ready to battle. I mean, if we could sneak a church somewhere, you know, that would you, but when you put a church on top of a hill, across from Walmart, up from Sears, you're talking about, hey! <laughs> Let's get it on. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the main event. Yeah, baby! It's on in Wasilla. And we're not going up there with a bunch of people who don't know how to fight. You know, David said, you know, he trains my my hands to war. God will train you to fight. And so when we look at fighting, you know, we look at Ephesians chapter 6, because it talks about the armor of God. If you will stand with me, I want to read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. It says, starting in verse 10 of Ephesians chapter 6, finding my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God, the And having done all to stand, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. May God add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are a praying church. We're a church that believes in the power of prayer. Ephesians is a classic book of Christian life. It's not written to the to the church that's that's failing in every area. It's It's not a book of correction like Corinthians is. This is a book that will impart knowledge to you about who you are in God and how you're supposed to conduct business while you're here on the earth. And I like the fact that it ends in chapter six with the passages on fighting, okay? But if you look at chapter one, Verses 15 through 19 of Ephesians, it says, it talks about prayer for spiritual wisdom, that you're to pray for spiritual wisdom. his inheritance in the saints and what is ex- his what is the exceeding Greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. We are the body of Christ. This is where we get it from, which is his body, the fullness of him who feels all in all. He put all things under his feet and gave him to be head of the church. Jesus is the head of the church. All things is on Jesus, under Jesus' feet. That means if we're in the church, everything is under our feet. Church is a very powerful entity. It is the one entity in the world that's not allowed to say anything political. Or else they'll come and try to take our 401 C3 from us, our our non-profit thing. We can't say anything about telling people who to vote for. Why is it? What is it about the church that's so fearful? Why is it that you can walk in the school and name any name you want to? Elijah? You can go in there and, and name the name of Muhammad? You know, any kind of devil worshiping anything. But if you say Jesus... All of a sudden, the whole power of the Board of Education will come against you. They will sue you all over from Washington. To- <laughs> they will get in planes and come and say, I know you didn't mention that name. I know you didn't say nothing about Jesus. I know you didn't write Jesus on your t shirt. You got to change that t shirt. We're going to send you home. Bring your knife, bring your gun, but bring a t shirt that says Jesus. Yep. And we're going to sit. says something about that name. Yes. It is. Yes. Hallelujah. There's power in that name. And oh, yes. yes. well, they ain't afraid of nothing powerless. you to say Satan all you want to. Him. <laughs> name every devil ever. Freddie, whatever, you know. <laughs> (laughs) But it it, it kills me. But you know, it says that Christ is seated in heavenly places far above all principalities. And then in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 6, they read like this. But God... Who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh, snap. Jesus is sitting next to God. We're sitting next to Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you something. He's talking about position. Our position is one that stands alongside Jesus, that sits alongside of him in his place of power. We are his church, his direct representation on the earth. So what Jesus is doing up there, he's doing through his church down here. You're stronger than you think you are. You got more power than you think you are. And the devil would try to convince you that you you just some little me, 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 you little thing, like the, you sweet thing, you. Oh, you don't want no trouble. You don't want to get no arguments with nobody about Jesus. No, you just be quiet and sit back. No. You're seated, you're in the place of authority. You're seated in every places. That's why I like Ephesians. It, it, it reveals to us who we are and where we are and what we're able to do. Yeah. Now, now we're going to chapter 6, but we're getting there through the chapters because chapter 6 says finally. So finally what? Everything that he's been teaching us will lead up to us fighting. That's some crazy stuff. Okay, in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21 read like this. For this reason, I bow my knees. In other words, I pray to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Oh, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through him, through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations from the youngest to the oldest, from the biggest to the smallest filled with the Holy Ghost filled with anointing, filled with power, with Christ's authority and his name whoa amen God wants you to know that. He wants you to know that the basis of everything that he does in and through you is love. And the basis of everything that you have to do and every act that you have to perform is love. We have got to go out and beat the snot out of the devil because he is killing people we love, dragging people we love to to hell, dragging people that God loves. And we're, we're, we're busy, you know, commenting on God's people. He's trying to save them and and we're trying to criticize them. Oh, look at that person. Oh, they just so, they so messed up. They so tore up. You know, God says, pray for them. Don't criticize them. Pray for them. Hallelujah. Pray for them to be strengthened in their inner man. You know, pray for them to rise up and be the men and women of God that I've called them to be. You know, he wills the same for you to be strong. God is always talking about giving you his strength, giving you his power. Amen. You keep talking about you, but what you need to talk about is him in you. You do. You need to talk about God in you. Wait a minute. You know, I was chopping a piece of wood yesterday, and that thing was talking back to me. You know what I'm saying? You hit it with the, you hit it with the splitter, and the splitter bounces off. I back up and went, no. No. No you going to split. <laughs> Walk back up into that thing hit it boom. Rashidata brinda daba ke shataraba. Oh. Shorama baba sindraba da barichi lasanda <laughs> raba. Assut raba shata linda raba ya atret. Twa. let no piece of wood talk back to me. Am I lying, Andre? Was I out there beating the snot out of that thing? Did it break or not? Come on. God's giving me power. And he's giving me authority. And I ain't taking no flack from no piece of wood. <laughs> Feel the same way about the devil. Then in chapter 4, it talks about walking in unity. In chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, it says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which with you were called. What God has called blessed, don't you dare call curse. Right. The spirit of God is in that person, whether you wanted to see him in church tonight or not. <laughs> uh, I know that was gonna sting a little bit, I know. Hallelujah. But I want you to know, you gotta get your eyes off people. You gotta stop that. You gotta love what God loves, like I said. You have to decide to walk together in unity. Instead of talking about each other, I'm talking about in your head. I know you don't go sit out there in the lobby and talk about selling stuff, but in your head, you're making judgments, and you're looking at people funny. You're rolling your eyes at at, at folks and stuff. Uh Uh-uh. In your heart. God, remember, God regards the heart. We got to stop that. We have to choose unity. There's not one that's expendable in this place tonight. God has added to this church daily those who are being saved. He picked that person to be in church with you. And he wants you to love them. Put your flesh down. Shut your mouth. Hallelujah. And love them. Change your heart. Fill it with the love of God. God, give me a love for them. Give me a love for Him, God. Give me a love for them. Yes. That's good. Mm. Uh, The command is to walk in unity. That's what God is saying. We got to do that. Wow, we ain't even at the armor yet. Look at this. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, it says this. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. An offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. But fornication... And all uncleanliness and covetousness, let it not be even named among you, as is fitting for all saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. (laughs) For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man, or idolater has any inheritance. In the kingdom of God. Bam. Ain't got no room. For all that mess. You need to read Ephesians. And you need to get yourself right. And straight. Because it's all leading up to chapter 6. It goes on and talks about having the wisdom of God. It talks about marriage. How a husband should treat a wife. And a wife should treat a husband. That is unconditional. This is what I mean by that. That means it doesn't matter how the wife is treating you, you still got to treat her according to the word. Doesn't matter how the husband is treating you. You got to treat him Uh according to the word. And when you line up with the word, God will take care of all things for you. I tell you, your righteousness will be so right that they can't even stand your sight. And they'll they'll, they'll run. They can't. Because you being so right, It'll, it'll change them. It'll mess with them, and it'll mess with them so much that they will never be able to stand in your presence. So they'll either get right along with you, or they will leave. But it'll have been God who did it, not you. you. That's the truth. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) The truth is hard sometimes, honey. It's hard, but the truth remains the truth. Not your situation and circumstance will lie to you, but the truth is always the truth. And what God says is truth. As a matter of fact, let God be true and every man a liar. You know what? And when an unregenerated, hell-bound person starts telling me what's what, I'm just going to no, know. There ain't no truth in you. Just like Jesus told them scribes and Pharisees who was, who was faking it. Okay, he told them the truth ain't in you. The devil is your father. I'm not listening to you. I only listen to my father. In other words, I only listen to the saved people. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. His the light is in the law of the Lord. And in this law, doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted beside the rivers of the waters that bring forth their fruit in their season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he, do, he does shall prosper. And then he goes on to say, the godly are not so. The ungodly are not so. Okay. So I'm telling you, you, you have to abide in the vine, you have to be in the fruit. You got to be in church. You got to listen to the word of God. Don't listen to auntie. Girl, you know that stuff don't work. You know, I've been married seven times, it never worked. You know, I, I tried, you know, I tried to follow God and I couldn't do it. So something wrong with God? I don't understand the reason. So then we get to chapter 6. Now watch this because I, I, my time is almost gone. And I'm going to finish real quick here. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So first of all, my brethren, you got to be strong. You can't be going falling apart, flipping all out at midnight, you know, writing notes on Facebook that just says, I'm scared, I'm frightened, I'm this, I'm that. Ain't none of that mess in the world, in the Word, okay? You're going to get scared at midnight, you better start. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. I'm not going to sit here at midnight and freak out. I'm going to proclaim that God, hallelujah, has given me the victory. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave is alive in me. I have power. God has given me authority over all the power of the wicked one. Satan, write that on your Facebook. In the mighty name of Jesus, I, I bind you. Hallelujah. I command you to go. Try saying that on Facebook. See what happens. You need to be strong. Did you know the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength? Yes. So you're not gonna be strong waiting in your depression. Amen. Jesus help me. Oh God, I ain't never gonna. be, My life is. It's that Come on. That is. If that's helping you, keep doing it. But if it ain't helping you, stop. Yes. <laughs> You know, you got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. You got to stop being a victim. You ain't the only victim in the world. You know, God's made you more than a conqueror. He says you can overcome anything that has happened in your life. That's That's why I didn't let it kill you. You're still alive here today. There's people, people, listen to me. Stuff really happened to you. And people really did bad things to you. There are people today, they get a note on Facebook and they go out and commit suicide. But you are still here. You are still alive. You know why? Because you're better than that. You're stronger than you think you are. You can take more than you think you can take. And you know what? You can give more out than you think you can give. You ain't as weak as you think you are. The enemy is trying to convince you that you're weak, but you're not. God has sent this word to you to convince you that you're strong. You're strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might, Shaba. Ain't joking. The power of His might. The word "power" is in in the Greek is the word "kratos." if I'm saying it right, kratos, something like that, exerted strength or power shown effectively in reigning authority. Like in a theocracy. You know what a theocracy is? That's a society that a deity rules. God rules. We're supposed to be a theocracy. We're supposed to be a place. Um, Israel was supposed to be a theocracy, but they chose a king, which is called, um, you know what aristocrats are? aristocracy. that means a, a ruling family something. There's a, there's a group of people who all have the same name and they rule. It's, a, it's an aristocracy, the aristocrats, all that kind of stuff, you know the king, the queen, the prince, you know and the princes and all that kind of stuff. And then there's a democracy where the people are supposed to rule through vote. We've forgotten about us being a democracy and us ruling through vote. And we have not held our politicians accountable to us. And instead of we telling them how to vote, they're telling us how to vote. That's backwards. That's upside down. We need to set it straight. We need to write it up and we need to raise up. No, don't you. I didn't elect you to vote how you felt, how you was convicted. I voted that you would be in office to represent me. And if you ain't gonna represent me, the person that voted you in is gonna vote you right back out. And we need to stand up. Power, kratos. We're talking about God's kingdom authority, dominion, and majesty. We're talking about with His power, His kingdom. And he, he gave us a prayer. And He said, pray this, let thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we're supposed to bring God's power to earth, his kingdom to earth. You know, in this kingdom, you know, you cast out demons and they don't sit there and look at you like you're stupid. Now, you say, I command you to go in Jesus' name, and they actually get up and leave. Well, well, heck then, I'm leaving. Since you said it in Jesus' name, I'm not joking. You ain't gotta let no foul spirit in your house. No, no foul spirit in your body, in your mind, in your heart. You can cast out demons in Jesus' name. I want you to know that you have power and authority. It's time for you to exercise it. It's time to get up. Hey, I'm wrapping this thing up. You got to put on the whole armor of God for this purpose, that you're able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the, the, the tricks, the wiles, the schemes of the devil. He has plots and plans to kill, steal, and destroy that's all the devil comes to do. Ain't no good in him. Hallelujah. There's evil, there's lying. That's it. He comes to kill, steal, and, and destroy. Jesus said, I come that you might have a life and life more abundantly. I want you to live free. He said, You shall know the truth. And I've sent you my truth so that you can live free and not be bound by anything, not be limited by what happened to you what they said about you, what they did to you. But now, if you will grab a hold of what I'm saying, you can come along and be a child of God and you can be raised up. Oh, my goodness. Raised up to take a a city, raised up to take a state, and raised up to take a nation. Hallelujah. God's talking tonight. He wants you to realize who your real enemy is. That's why he told you in 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 here, he said, you don't battle against flesh and blood. That's not your enemy, but there's powers, principalities, rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. You know what, That, that verse used to always make me feel weak. So why would they put that in there? How can I fight some unseen, unknown, powerful devil? But then Ephesians chapter six set me free. You have to know that you can fight. It says, having done all the stand, stand therefore. It says you can withstand in the evil day. The word withstand is a, is a very powerful word. It's anthistomy, which is anti against and histamine to cause to stand. So it means to stand against. It means to vigorously oppose, bravely resist, stand face-to-face, toe-to-toe with an adversary, and stand your ground. Look the devil straight in the face and say, punk, I'm not backing up. I'm sorry, that might be a little bit too Cleveland. <laughs> but I mean, any enemy that will hide behind people or mountain anything, if he showed his face in here, We would all stand up and fight. He knew that. He knows that. If he came and brought his sleuth foot and horns and red suit in here, we'd all stand up and beat the snot out of him. We sure would. But he hides. But we can still fight. I'm going to tell you how. Just as antihistamine blocks a histamine, anethystamine, tells us that we have authority and spiritual weapons granted to us to indeed withstand spiritual forces. The armor allows us now watch this because I'm getting down to the crux of it. The armor allows us to take a battle stance. How many people know? That's a terrible battle stance. Okay. This is a battle stance. You know yours might be whatever. You know, Whatever. 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 But when people stand ready to fight you can tell you can tell by the way that they look and the way that they stand and the way they posture themselves the way that they hold themselves the way that they talk the way that they walk they got a battle stance and they're like, oh that guy's looked like he is ready to stand against unseen satanic forces so here's the key to all this matter prayer then When you pray, you engage in spiritual warfare. So let me put this in perspective. You know, if you read the chapter, you know he ends this thing talking about prayer. You ever see those movies where where heroes get ready to fight and they they start arming up and getting all their bullets and everything that's like that? That's what Ephesians chapters 1 through 6 are about. It's about preparing for the battle. And he gets it in. This is how you prepare for a battle. You put on the armor of God. If you don't put on the armor of god if your feet ain't shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace meaning bring peace we ain't bringing war to people to people we're bringing peace our feet are shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace i learned that god about with truth you can keep your opinion and what you think what your auntie thinks what the television taught you what movies teach you or you can take the word of truth and stand there with your loins going about it i said i'm not speaking you know, it's weird. It's not weird, but it's really powerful when God told Joshua, He said, This word shall not depart from your mouth. He said, Every time you open, let it be the word. Every time you speak, let it be my word. And when we speak in this realm, we're speaking the word of Christ every place we go over every situation. People come up to me and say, Oh, how can I do this and how can I do that? First thing I think of, let I me, mean, what scripture God applies to this person's problem, circumstance, or situation. Let me give them something of the word, not what I think, not what I did, but Lord, what your word says. The word is powerful. It says it's sharp and powerful, more than two, any two-edged sword, able to abide asunder spirit and flesh. It's very powerful, hallelujah. So use the word. Put on the whole armor of God. Have on a blessed weight of righteousness, hallelujah. You gotta know you saved. You know, you gotta know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know, out of your heart, man, the breastplate spray protects your heart, front and back. The breast spray ain't just what's on the front. The breastplate spray covers the back too. So you can't even be backstabbed when you're walking in the spirit and you're walking with the Lord. God has given you spiritual armor. Do not go to battle without your armor on, it Says that you have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's what I'm saying, use the Word of God, the shield of faith, which which you are able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. That's me looking at that piece of wood saying, you're going down. Now, you ain't talking back to me. You're going down. I have faith, and I built myself up in my holy face by speaking in tongues. All right. <laughs> I do the same thing to the devil, I'll back up, man. I start speaking in tongues till faith rises in me to do what I need to do. It's a powerful weapon. People are trying to talk you out of it. But I'm telling you, man, when you start speaking in tongues by the time you're done, Jack, you are up for the fight. Where you at, dude? Wait, come on! Shabbat! <laughs> Woo! Helmet of salvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. The helmet of salvation is a lot of things. You know, protect your mind, your ears. You know, your all your gates, most of your gates are protected by the, by the helmet, you know. Your eye gate. You know, somebody you know, can't poke you in the eyes because you have your helmet on. In other words, somebody can't come up to you and show you stuff that that'll destroy you. Okay, you got to watch out. What Speak to you things that's contrary to the word of God. But God says you can bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Okay, you ain't got to put up with the enemy whispering in your ear. You know, I wake up in a minute and say, shut up, devil. Talking to me, I start feeling low, and I go like, what? What's wrong with me? Shut up, devil. I say, you lying to me. God's telling me the truth will so look put on the whole armor of God that you're able to withstand you can't go to battle without the armor of God now this is the trick because here's how do you fight powers and principalities and the rulers of the darkness of this age how do you wrestle against them you wrestle against them in prayer you put on all the armor of God just so that you can pray the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous that availeth much hallelujah and you get down on your hands and knees that is your that is your fighting stance with your armor on crying out to the most high god and powers and principalities are running crazy what's going on somebody's praying somebody's believing somebody's putting their faith in action oh my goodness i don't know why but i gotta let that girl go that young man Yo, some Somebody's praying. I don't know where they're at. Ow. I can't touch them no more. What's wrong? Somebody's pleated the blood over them. Somebody sprayed up a hedge. Oh, my goodness. We put on the whole arm of God so that we can pray. You should have been there prayer this morning. It was like, I tried to stay in bed. I did. I talked myself. I lied to myself. I did a whole bunch of stuff. And something, man. I kept hearing his voice and, get up. I said, Well, I'm gonna be late now, it doesn't matter. Get up. I, I walked into the biggest prayer meeting I've walked into in, in, in months. Walked up in here, and it was like, nobody was speaking English, everybody's speaking in tongues. I was like, Yeah, yeah. God's given you power and authority, He would not leave you powerless. Hallelujah, He would not leave you alone. He gave you the Holy Spirit. Some of y'all need to learn how to fight tonight. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the most simplest of weapons, prayer. Ooh. God wants to help somebody tonight. You're facing situations and circumstances that are impossible. An enemy has told you there's nothing you can do. And somebody who's not really walking the Lord has lied to you. I never let a person not walking with God tell me what's what I don't I don't unless God tells me that I'm not gonna believe it it's so, up because I don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. do no so, it's I go talk to a spirit free Christian I, I'll talk to a three-year-old who know Christ before I let a, a full-on adult tell me what to do that don't know Jesus God will get his message to me through somebody Hallelujah, that's how we fight the devil church. You put on the whole armor of God and pray like a house of God. And watch, you call those things that are not as though they were, watch everything change. Watch everything turn for your goodness. I'm telling you, your days of crying to yourself and to your mama are over. Now, put on the armor of God and cry out to the Most High God. The one that can do exceedingly above and beyond anything you can even conceive in your mind to ask. Him. Hallelujah. He can do it. You can't do it. He can do it. Pray to him. It's time to get up, church. It's time to be fully dressed and and ready for battle, and then go to battle in prayer. Join us for EMP from five o'clock to 7 a.m. You can come. Well, that's what last to eight. The last prayer time starts at seven. So you can come at five. There's people here praying at six. There's people here praying at seven. There's people here praying. Or you can come from the whole time itself and get your. I don't know how to pray. Come around people who will pray. You'll catch it pretty quick. Hallelujah. You can't make those prayer times. Start one. I'm serious, start one, and you'll be surprised, people will come. But I hope you got something tonight. Hallelujah. I want you to stand. Hallelujah. First of all, you want God's armor, you got to follow God's plan. You must be born again. And there's only one way to be born again, is to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You gotta repent of your own life to get the new life. You gotta let the old one go. Turn around and come to Him. You know, without regard for anybody else that's in this room, this is something that you do in public, but you do as unto God. Hallelujah, because He hears you. He didn't hang on the cross and die in private for your sins. He hung in, in in public, was put himself to shame, or at least appeared like he was in shame, so that he could win your salvation. So the first step is tonight, before you touch any piece of God's armor, you got to follow God's plan. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here tonight in the sound of my voice, and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Tonight's your night, or maybe since receiving Jesus, you know you ain't walking right, and you've fallen away, and you want to come back, and you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. I want to pray for you, too. Maybe you just want to make sure that you are saved. Enemy, enemy's been lying to you so much that you don't know if you're going to heaven or hell if you die. So if you're here tonight, and you want to receive Jesus for the first time, or you want to rededicate your life to him, or you want to make sure that heaven is your home. If it's your home, simply raise your hand right now and say, Pastor, pray for me. I thank you for those hands in the back. Anybody else want to come to Christ? That hand on the side, thank you for that hand. Hallelujah. Oh, there's more people that need to get straight in here. That's what I meant by rededicating your life unto the Lord. Don't sit around and play church. Be the church. Get right with Jesus. Hallelujah. If that's you, raise your hand. Hallelujah. Thank you for those hands the time to stop cowering and stop hiding from who you are and being brave is now. If you raise your hand and you meant business with Jesus, make your way out of your seats, come stand here on these altars. Hallelujah. Don't you be ashamed of God. He ain't ashamed of you. Is there anybody else out there want to come join these, these brave ones? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to these guys. They're going to win their fight. Hallelujah. I'm just waiting about 10, 15 more seconds. Hallelujah. Heck, the first time I came to the Lord, I wasn't the first one on the altar either. Hallelujah, but something kept rising up inside of me, kept being in me. Hallelujah, I had to give in. Hallelujah. Anybody else want to come to me? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, it's everybody in this place. Hallelujah. Along with these, lift up our voice in prayer unto God. If you're coming, come, because I'll I'll wait for you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come all the way up to the altar. Come all the way up. Hallelujah. We all right. We're all family here. Hallelujah. We all love each other here. Everybody here, especially those here in front of the altar, repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus. I'm asking you tonight to forgive me for all my sins. Come into my life and be Lord of my life. Direct me, change me, heal me, set me free. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you, Lord, for making me strong. In Jesus' name, let me pray for you, Father. I just thank you, Lord, that you would feel each and every last one with the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would bless them tonight, God. Give them the power, Lord, to tread on scorpions and snakes. Hallelujah, Father. Give them power, Lord, over all the authority that the enemy has had in their lives, God. Give them the strength that they need, Lord, to walk with you, God. Hallelujah, Father, to overcome what has overcome them in their lives, God. That they would be light shining in darkness, sought and light in the world. No longer lied to, but living in freedom. In the peace of God that passes all understanding, the strength of the Lord would be theirs tonight. Hallelujah. Help them live for you. Help them walk for you. Hallelujah, Lord. Fill them with the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, we have counselors. Hallelujah. That's coming. And they're going to bring. I don't care how many times you filled out a, a piece of paper. Fill it out again. Okay. Because we need to stay in contact with you. And we need to help you grow. Hallelujah. Don't leave y'all because they come. come. Hallelujah. They'll come and get you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now hallelujah. For those who remain. It's been a little while since you engaged in the fight and have had faith to believe God for great and mighty things in your life, you know you're stronger than that. But you know what? That's what a brother is made for in times of adversity. You may need prayer for long-standing situations and circumstances in your life. If you need prayer for anything, I want you to know that after we dismiss service, I want you to come to the altars, I will be here my wife will be here and other leaders of the church will be here to pray for you and agree with you. Hallelujah. want to put a thousand to flight, remember, to ten thousand. Hallelujah. We will stand in agreement and believe God for breakthrough. So let me pray a prayer of dismissal over you and bless you. Father, I just thank you tonight, Lord, for all those who sat under your word, Lord. Father, I just pray, God, that they would no longer, whoa, Hallelujah, be swayed to and fro, Lord, but they would take a stand, not in their own power, but in the power of your might. From this day forth, we'll be a church, clothed in the armor of God. Hallelujah, fully dressed for battle. We will be at the prayer meetings. We will pray ourselves when we can, God. Hallelujah, at breakfast, at lunch, at dinner, in the shower. It's going to build a church on top of the hill. Hallelujah, Father. That are going to be mighty warriors dressed up for battle. Hallelujah. Bless your people tonight. May the love of God hallelujah rise in them and overtake them. The peace of God that passes all understanding Whoa. in the word of God. Hallelujah. That enriches and builds them up. The spirit of God that empowers them. Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you, keep you, cause His face to shine upon you, and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. See you Sunday morning. Hallelujah. And if you need prayer, come.